Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Napsuck Files. I'm Ken Napsuck, and this is a special edition of The Three Things. Why is it a special edition? Because I said so, and it's my podcast network. Why are you asking so many questions? It's been a while since I've done an episode of The Three Things. Uh, so for any new listeners, it's pretty simple. i got a topic, and I'll give you three things to support that topic. Or, in some cases, it's just random. Just random things. I just grab three thoughts for my life, and I dump them into a podcast. I mean, because that's why we're here to podcast, right? That's why the world podcasts. I can't believe podcasts are still a thing. I'm glad they're still a thing, but they're still viable. I like that just voice, the good old pure form of voice is still powerful. And you guys are on board. Uh, Thinking back to my radio days. Hey, guys, here's tonight's topic. Three things sometimes. uh, Sometimes I'm positive. Sometimes I uh, try to find the good and bad things. Well, uh, tonight's show, it's more of it's more of an advice episode. Uh, I'm going to give you some advice. It's the three things you need to do to fail at change. Now I'm talking about life circumstance changes, not necessarily you changing as a person, though maybe those could apply. And in, in these times, there's a lot of people I think out there that need to make some changes and And maybe it's an interpersonal change, a change of your heart, a change of your mind. That could be a thing. Uh, But that's maybe a separate episode. This one tonight is just simply about change in life, change in uh, how you live in, uh, change in your job. Change can happen. Change happens when you least expect it. And it seems I don't know many people that don't fear change on some level. Now, I do know people that are better at change than others. Some people have a great approach to it, a certain gusto when they take on the idea of change, and they like change. My mother, she likes change. She was always, uh, still is. She's alive and well up there in uh, Pismo Beach area. Uh, You know, wants to change things around. You'll go up and be like, oh, I got a new table. I moved the table. I, I painted something different. We got some wallpaper here. It used to, it used to bother me as a kid. She tried, she tried to do some changing for me. She learned not to, but she also no, learned early on that I have a problem with change. Uh, I can be stubborn. I can be against it, but also I just fear it. And I like having routine. I'm a creature of routine, and I like the way things. Or, now I will say, sometimes if life is a little crazy, I like coming home and finding my house, my apartment, my bedroom, 
the same way, the same way I left it, the same way I always left it. There's some comfort in that. And I, I don't think that in itself is a bad thing. But uh, there was one such occasion I came home. This is about junior high. My mom, my mom had changed my room around. She, changed, she moved my bed. I had a couch in my room. She moved it around. She said, I thought you'd like this change, something fresh, something different. I need to apologize to my mother to this day. I lost my cool. I was, I was so angry. A burst of violent anger. Uh, not at her, but just at the room. And sc- I was screaming. I was shouting. I was crying. I was, I freaked out. Inappropriate. But I was young, 12 or 13. Oh, those hormones pumping through your stupid brain. That is my approach to change. That's kind of what I still do. I still get angry. So some recent necessity, some, some need for change has popped into my life. Change is on the horizon. And I thought, well, this is why we have a podcast. This is why we podcast. Uh, this week, uh, no interview. The Knapsack Files interviews will return. Uh, maybe next week, maybe November. We'll see. Got some guests lined up. But kind of busy because I got some potential change coming to my life. And so as I once again handled change poorly, I thought, well, that's the advice I can give you guys. It's not how to succeed at change. I don't know how to do that, but I do know how to do very bad at change. So this week we're doing the three things you need to do to fail at change. And if you follow my advice, if you listen to me here today, you too can fail at change and fail in a galactic way, fail in an epic way, fail in a momentous way. That is how I fail change. I don't just fail change like, oh, he came in second place in a close race. I'm like the guy in the last place of the marathon, pulled a hamstring. He's hipping and hopping, trying to get to the finish line as best he can, but he's angry about it. Maybe get some blood on his forehead. We don't even sure how that got there. That's me and change. So here we go. The three things you need to do to fail at change from three to one. Number three, panic. I actually think it's better when change comes so fast that you don't even know how to deal with it. It's like maybe, I don't know, if you're jumping out of an airplane, and uh, do you want to be the first in line with your parachute, or do you want to be the fifth and watch this dreadful, scary moment happen? You're watching people jump out. Well, they're changing. They're changing. They're okay with it. They're screaming, but they did it. Now it's me. There's, to me, nothing worse than the long, slow simmer of change or potential change. If you get some bad news on the horizon or something that's going to change where you live, where you work, Money situations, car situations, relationship situations, something. I think that's the worst. When you're looking out on the horizon going, there is a dark cloud. Some people say on the other side of it could be sunshine, could be happiness, could be a new world and a new life. But all I see is that cloud coming at me and I am afraid. So I'm panicked. That's what I do. You 
you want to do that if you want to fail at change. This is the first step. Just make sure you just lose your effing mind. Just make sure you lose all frame of reference. Let's uh, make sure you understand completely that you will never recover from this change. There's going to be more on that. That's why I'm pausing. I'm looking at my notes. Yes, I have some notes for the show. Not a lot. Not a lot of notes. It's just me and a organic fruit drink right now because I can't drink alcohol for a couple weeks, which is a good thing. It's not a problem. I just have some medication going on. Other potential change. Panic. Throw things. Get mad. Get mad. Get overwhelmed. Don't look at the small picture. Uh, you know, uh, don't focus on that. Look at the the big picture. Be overwhelmed and crushed by it. Don't make like a little list of things you need to do to facilitate this change better and cross things off one at a time. Don't do that. No, no, no. What you want to do is you want to just look at all of it, all the potential change out in front of you, and think the worst. Think you're not going to survive it, like I said, and just lose your mind. Just give it all. Just grasp on to nothing solid. Don't find any strength in yourself. Don't find any strength in your friends or your girlfriends or boyfriends or husbands, wives, spouses, partners, business partners, tag team partners, whatever you want. Just don't do that. Panic. Isolate yourself, too. That's not, not a, an official one. This is a subsection of panic. Isolate yourself so that your panic can grow uncontrollably. I don't want any common sense frame of reference in you. You should be in your car driving just angry, panicked, freaking out, crying. Make sure you cry a lot. That's the first step. If you can get to a healthy dose of panic, and by by healthy dose, I mean on the far other side of anxiety. All right, anxiety is a very serious thing. I know some people suffer from it seriously. I understand that. Um, But a little bit of fear and anxiety, a little bit of nervousness, I think is not a bad thing, right? Like, ooh. This is this this could be different. Uh, I'm going in, going into a different job. I'm going to a different life. Just my my new normal. You know, I talked about the last three things about moving about what a, what moving allows you to do to find that new normal. Well, this kind of change and and moving's part of that change. I mean, you know, you want to make sure you you don't find the new normal. You, you want to make sure that you're driving in your car thinking life will never be the same. The life I have is the life I want. And it's never going to be the same and just be so overwhelmed that you can't function. Panic, panic, panic. That's step three on the road to success. Step two is to resent life's natural cycles of change. When great change comes upon you, I want you to just be so angry at that change that you lose track of the simple fact that you yourself, especially if you're of a certain age, 25 and above, I think, once you really start getting into that real world, that quote-unquote real world, I want you to just lose track of the fact that you have gone through many different changes 
some of them nerve-wracking, some of them frightening, some of them by your own design, some of them very much not by your own design, and forget that you have come out on the other side perfectly fine. Forget that and just resent that you have to change again. Uh, If you want to fail at change, be a person that just thinks, you know, this is, I've reached a great point. I don't need you to come mess that up, change. Get out of my life, change. And I think, again, it's really important to just overlook. This, this ties into the panic. And a lot of these points, I'll be honest, are kind of all connected. When you panic and then you, that, that leads to some sort of resent. It's not quite like Yoda warning Anakin and the Jedi about anger and fate and fear and suffering. You know, and it goes... Gosh, it's like I've never seen a Star Wars picture. Resent it. Be really angry about the idea of change. Just like me in my bedroom 30 years plus ago, I will say. Um, You, uh, actually, no, take it back. Just about 30 years. Not even quite 30 years. I'm not as old as I think. That's good news. But going back to that moment about 30 years ago um, is is, uh, the the, the burst of anger. I I, I just was so resentful that change had been placed before me. That change, I saw change, I looked it in the face, and I I was angry at it. You have to be angry at it. And again, the key here is to forget that you have survived so many changes. You, I'm, I'm 41 now. So many ch- times my life has had to change. Things have had to change. And I've feared it. I've been panicked. I've been overwhelmed every single time. Yet I've survived it. In fact, on the other side, have discovered that things are even better than I could have thought they would. And sometimes I can't believe I was back where I was. Certain parts of life before change. You need to forget all that. You need to not understand the life's natural cycles of change. I mean, if I had it my way, I'd still be like 10 years old. But life says, no, you're not going to remain 10 forever. And you should be angry about that. Because there's nothing that helps you fail at change more than these good, productive emotions like panic, fear, sense of being overwhelmed, resentment, and anger. Anger solves everything, right? No, it doesn't. It'll lead to complete abject failure at change. That's And that's the thing, too. If some other people in your life are like, hey, you know what? This sucks, but I'm in this boat, too. We're going to change. We're going to get through it. On the other side, we'll be a, a ray of sunshine. Be mad at that person, too. Make sure you don't absorb their calmness or strength. You should just be angry. Resentment, fear, panic, anger. These are the great emotions. I think those are also the leftover seven dwarfs. They didn't make the cut. Um, those, are the, those are really key, important steps. 
Because by now, at this point, especially if the change is still looming, again, that's my favorite kind of change. The change that you can see coming a mile away like it's a car crash you can't avoid. Um, it gives you all the time in the world. Now, I know, I know, I know people say, well, I, I, that, if I see change coming, I'd love to have that chance to really plan for it, uh, accept it, and, and move on, and get ready for it, and, and just make a good uh, decision, be, and, and a series of decisions to help facilitate this change. No, 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 you don't want to do that. That'll help you succeed at change. You want to fail at change, remember? So if the change is far off in the distance, Make sure you ignore it. Don't pay attention to it. Don't choose to accept it. Uh, try to find ways to avoid it. Deny its existence. That's, that's actually a really underrated skill here. Just deny the existence of this future change. Just stare at it right in the face and say, you're not there. You're not going to get me. Not this time. That actually is a tremendously productive thing to do. I, I, I think that that's almost like a, a 2A or 2B to this list. Deny the change. So you're, you're panicked, you're resentful, you're denying it, you're fearful. You see the change coming. You try to run away. Try to throw your hands in the air and say, I can't believe this is happening. That's just don't, again, deny it, don't accept it. And that leads you to the first step, the number one thing you need to do in order to fail at change, is hold on to everything you know with a tight death grip. I think this is the key. All the other things I've mentioned lead to this moment. Like I said, uh, you're panicked, you're overwhelmed, so you think this is like new. You're the only person in the world to have to experience change. And that leads you to being resentful at the natural cycle of change because you know in your heart you've been forced to change before. So hold on. This is step one. Hold on to everything you know. Don't let go of it. Don't, don't accept anything new. Keep things as you were. I was uh, visiting my old place of work recently, a place that uh, I left in 2015, but actually I started at this work in 1998, and I left it for about three and a half years, same line of work, but then I came back to the location, and I stayed there for so long. It's such a part of my life, Um, and I always wanted to change. Uh, When I had that job, I wanted something new, but you see, I'm so good at failing at change. It took me 17 years to find the right time to leave that job. And though I do believe that's part of a greater plan I had no control over, there was other times I could have left this thing that I hated, but I didn't because I feared the change. I'm so good at failing to change. So that's because you hold on to everything you know, even if the thing you know is destroying you. That's one of the good things. That's a great way to fail a change is to be aware of the fact that I need this thing, this person, this way, this situation. I need this out of my life, but I'm too afraid of what's on the other side. I'm too afraid of what the new normal will become. You need to hold on to that feeling with, like I said, a death grip. You need to forget that, uh, you know, if you had your way. 
if if change never came to you, uh, if you're me, you're still living in a three-bedroom apartment with three other guys sharing a master bedroom, working at a job during the nights, mind you, uh, that you hated, that left you underpaid, uh, left you eating leftover cold hot dogs, um, left you eating just a bologna sandwich with lettuce and Thousand Island dressing that might have been in the refrigerator too long. If, if you had your way, that person who you are at 22, that'd still be who you are. You'd still be, if you're like me, 41, sitting in a three-bedroom apartment with three roommates eating cold hot dogs at three in the morning because that's just what you know. Hold on to that. Don't let it go. I've changed so many times since then. I've had to. Some of it, again, by my own choice. But even then, I've sat on the cusp of changing jobs before. And instead of being excited at this new challenge and this new prospect and just a new way of living on a day-to-day basis, I've, I've let it destroy me. I think that's why I lost so much hair so fast, is I just let the worry of change destroy me. I fear it. Panic. You see how it's all tying together now? You want to fail the change? I got you. I will let you know. This is how you do it. Hold on to everything and forget that's what I'm saying. You're, you, you know, deep down, you know that the worst thing that can happen to you is death, right? Death. We all want to live. Deep down, you know, that's the worst thing. So make sure you think this change is worse than that. Make sure you look at a simple idea of changing jobs or moving or your financial situation changing, changing, a relationship change, a friendship changing that maybe you need to change. And, and just look at it and say, you know, I need to, uh, I need to realize that uh, there's no fixing this and I want this to stay the same and there's no way of getting out and there's no better thing on the other side. And forget that you've changed so many times successfully. If you want to fail the change, forget that you've successfully done it before. That should just be the lesson. That should be just what the show's about. I could just do that, right? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Hold on. Not hold on one more day like Wilson Phillips warned us in their feel-good song of the late 80s. No, no, no. I mean, I'm talking hold on with an absolutely suffocating death grip to your life. Don't have perspective. Don't have a frame of reference. Don't think, don't be one of those people who say, hey, if I'm not dead, I'm still living, I'm all right. My body's above the ground, I am still going good. We're good. All right? If I end up uh, homeless, I got friends to help me. If I end up without a job, I got family I can lean on. Maybe I don't. Maybe you do. Maybe uh, you're going to lose a job and you might have to take a job you hate a job that you might think was beneath you or that you would move past from. Make sure you hold on to your ego, too. That's a good thing. I should add that in there. I should have put that in my notes. Hold on to your current situation and hold on to your ego. Maybe you've reached a certain place of status with your job and your career, and you're like, I can't let that go. 
So I'm going to suffer silently and not look for better things. Make sure you don't set a plan for some long-term positive changes that you want. That's another thing. Set, I want some changes, make a plan, and then just be in total fear of that plan and disregard it and end up where, where you are now in a bad spot two years from now with no, no change in you. Make sure you do that, too. All right, that one's probably a little personal. <laughs> the whole, whole list is personal, right? Yeah, I'm talking to the wall again. That's my number one step. Just hold on. Burrow. Bunker down. Put your head in the sand. Put your hand over your head and say, no change. I reject you. Don't grow. Change leads to growth. Every time I've gone through a change that has maybe been a little bit of fire, a little bit of test of who I am, I've gotten better as a person. I've grown, seen more successes. I'm, I'm at a spot now where I didn't imagine I'd be at 22. But again, at 22, I didn't want to change. Didn't want to take chances. I should have a cold hot dog right now. I used to, I used to work, when I moved to L.A., I worked at a movie theater. And this wasn't necessarily the job. I changed from that job quick, but but um, even that was hard. But um, I used to get off about two in the morning, and I would uh, could not afford to eat much. Didn't have a lot of money, so I would uh, grab the uh, leftover hot dogs untouched. They'd just been sitting on the little rollers for a long time uh, for the movie theater concession stand. We, we had, at the end of the night, you'd have like 10 to 15, maybe, left over on a good night, on a weekend night, maybe five to six, eight on a weekday. And the shift manager would be like, uh, we're going to throw these hot dogs away. Anyone want them? I'd be like, three, please. I'll have three hot dogs and little, little plastic clamshells to carry them home in. And I'd get home about 2, 2.30. I'd sit at the dining room table, my four-bedroom or three-bedroom, four-person apartment, Granada Hills, California, and I'd just eat. I'd eat these hot dogs. I couldn't afford the ketchup, and I'd forget to take a packet from work. Maybe if I was lucky, some mustard. I'd sit there, and I'd just eat them. The buns would be soggy because they'd been sitting there in the little containers for so long. By the time I got home... It wasn't a long drive, but by the time we got home, just the the moisture from the hot dog had just seeped into the buns, and it was just this wet, doughy glob. I'd eat three of those hot dogs at 2.30 in the morning and think, yep, this is my life now. So thank God change came along, and change took me away from that. I'm several times removed from that moment, but if you want to fail at that change... Grab on to that moment. We all have had our virtual, our figurative, soggy hot dog at 2.30 in the moment, two thirty in the morning moment. We've all had that. So if you want to fail a change, panic, be overwhelmed, be angry, be resentful, and hold on to that soggy hot dog moment and don't let go. That. That is how you do it. Those are the three things you need to do to fail 
that change. You're welcome. Oh, you're welcome. That's the three things for this week. Let me know what your three things are. What do you do to fail at change? You can uh, hit me up at TNF3Things, TNF, the number three things on Twitter. That's the hashtag, but you can follow me at Ken Napsock. You can like the Facebook page, and don't forget we are uh, on Patreon. I am, at the time of this recording, one Patreon supporter away from reaching my next goal, which is some uh, rebranding of uh, like banners and thumbnails and stuff like that. Going to be good. So I got that. I'm, I'm close if you choose to support. I thank you ahead of time. But hey, you don't need to. You just need to listen to me if you want to fail a change. That's it. We'll see you next time here on the Napsack Files. <laughs>